breaking news from The Athletic. This is Tim McMaster of The Athletic with our Mets reporter Tim Britton and our Dodgers reporter Pedro Mora. Trevor Bauer has finally made up his mind. He chooses the World Series champs, reportedly agreeing on a three-year, $102 million deal with a couple of opt-outs in there to return home to Southern California. Pedro, I'll start with you. What do you think was really the difference maker in the end? It seems like the money was close. He's obviously from Southern California. What do you think did it? Yeah, I mean, the Dodgers are uh, a perennially contending team. They uh, they have made perhaps the most advanced approach to pitching development in the sport, and they are 30-something miles from Bauer's hometown of Santa, of Santa Clarita. So you, you can understand uh, why he would pick the Dodgers over the Mets in this situation. I think it's also worth noting that, you know, the Dodgers have been interested in short-term contracts with high averaging of values on, on superstars in, in years past, and the superstars haven't picked them, right? And this happened with Bryce Harper. The Dodgers offered him a, a very similar deal. And so I think the fact that, you know, it will often be for, for the next year, two years, three years, it'll be described as, as Bauer picked the Dodgers, but in a lot of ways, he, he didn't have that many options. You know, I, I, it's a, a player of his caliber, I think, would often have more teams interested at a longer-term deal, at a longer-term um, pact. And so it's interesting that this was the best, uh, you know, that he had only two choices between three, and th- there were three-year deals, both, and not a seven-year, you know, that contract or even longer that Garrett Cole, his, uh, his college teammate, had. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. All right, Tim, the Mets, they've added Francisco Lindor, obviously, Carlos Carrasco as as well. So they've gotten better. But, you know, I know the fans are thinking, well, we miss George Springer. We miss Bauer now. Uh, Steve Cohen is our owner now. Um, Do you think the fan base looks at this as a failed off season? You know, I think the impulse of the fan base will be to, you know, a, a fan base that expected maybe two of those top three free agents. If you throw JT Real Muto in there. If you told them at the end of you know the, at the beginning of the offseason they would have none of those guys, the impulse would be to be disappointed. At the same time, uh, Francisco Lindor is probably better than all three of those players. He's certainly younger than all three of those players. Uh, and if the Mets are able to yeah. extend Francisco Lindor uh, and, and create a long-term arrangement there, that will be the best single acquisition they could have made in this offseason. Uh, you couple that with the uh, with. Carlos Carrasco being part of that trade as well with Marcus Stroman coming back uh, on the qualifying offer with some of the smaller moves they made for James McCann and Trevor May. I think it's really hard to call this a disappointing overall offseason for the Mets for the on-field product. It's really kind of the -the off-the-field stuff that they've had going on in the last three weeks that colors it in a different perspective. And it is a good point about Lindor because um, you know, when you look at the the big picture and money spent, they're going to spend a lot of money on Francisco Lindor. You would imagine after trading for him, they almost have to you know roll out the Brinks truck for him, and and they'll have that money. Uh, Pedro, back to you. Whichever way this decision went, it seems like that team probably could have boasted the best starting rotation in the National League, whether he joined the Mets and Jacob DeGrom and and that group or what the Dodgers have. The one thing the Dodgers have, though, right, is is the fact that there was no actual clear spot for Bauer in that rotation, right? So it actually bumps people who are very good starters into a, a different role for this team, which is kind of scary. Yeah, that's that's totally correct. As it was, they already had, you know, six talented starters for five rotation spots, and now they have seven. You know, they have seven of potentially the top 50 starters in the sport. And I think comfortably the top 75 starters in the sport between Bauer, Bueller, Kershaw, Price, Julio Urias, uh, Dustin May and Tony Gonsolin. That's a it's a remarkable array of, of pitching talent 
you know, teams, I think, across the board are preparing to need a lot of pitchers in 2021 because no one threw a lot last year. But this is still, yeah, the phrase uh, embarrassment of riches comes to mind again. And uh, just to follow up on that, you know, the the team that a lot of people would have said, you know, for most of this offseason that was kind of winning this offseason is the San Diego Padres. They had certainly closed the gap on the Dodgers. It feels like this just kind of stretches that out a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, you could say that. You know, the, the Padres added a, a lot of pitching talent, starting pitching talent, and um, it, they were certainly closer to the Dodgers than they, they appeared at the start of the offseason. And, you know, they, they were probably the Dodgers' biggest competition in the National League last season. So it is, um, it's, uh, it's, it certainly <laughs> benefits the Dodgers to, to create some distance between the two. I think it's still within, within striking distance. It wouldn't be the craziest outcome ever if San Diego wins the National League West this year. Um, but you, you, the Dodgers were the favorites before Bauer, in my opinion. Now, you know, they're, they're larger favorites. This improves their chances of winning division without a doubt. Tim, one more question, kind of big picture. Pedro mentioned that this was kind of a good match because Bauer has wanted short-term contracts, and that's what the Dodgers prefer as well. The second year is reportedly $45 million, so I don't know if he's going to opt out after year one because I can't imagine him finding that again. Who knows? But... He'll likely be a free agent again in two years because that third year is, is a smaller amount. Is the baseball world prepared for this ongoing Trevor Bowers a free agent saga that we saw play out through this offseason? And it seems like if he continues to pitch well, it's something that he is just going to continue to embrace on social media and all of that. Yeah. Do you, do you think Trevor Bauer might enjoy having that attention on him uh, the way the way he did on Friday? That, that seems uh, exactly his personality and what he wants to do with his quote unquote brand. So we'll, we'll see uh, whether, you know, he talks openly about the possibility of opting out uh, after even the first season, the way he kind of courted different fan bases on Twitter and social media uh, this, this past offseason. Uh, and, and whether this becomes a, a yearly thing down the road. I think it will be interesting to see, you know, depending obviously on how he pitches, how different the market is if and when he does opt out after 2021 or 2022, uh, and whether, you know, he wants at that point a longer term commitment, whether teams are more willing to give him a long term commitment, or whether he's at that point, you know, 31 or 32 at the point of his career where those long term commitments aren't really out there for a starting pitcher. So maybe the Mets take another swing at him in a couple of years, right? Yeah, you know, they can have the uh, the winter of 2022 with, with Bauer <laughs> and Jacob deGrom have opted out. That, that would be an interesting dynamic. Yeah, it certainly will. All right, thank you for joining our breaking news coverage. Go to the Athletics' new headline section for much more on this story. To get access to all of the Athletics' great sports content, visit theathletic.com slash headline pod. You can join up for The Athletic right now for just $3.99 per month. 